cool so um i welcome you guys to another episode in the wild wild west my name is mariah gonzalez and i'll be your host tonight and i have the lovely justin from strictly business joining me so um how you doing buddy how's your night going doing well it's pretty chaotic so far i was actually late to uh to this podcast but you're fine here now so everything everything works out um like i was telling you before like your girl was uh, coming down from a panic attack so it's all right so the, a lot of time that you were late kind of allowed me to get my shit together um because just mental health it's just college students overwhelming that stuff but to get right to it what is the origin of strictly business because it's just an interesting title and i'm like wondering what the thought process was like so it's actually kind of a funny story Hold on, my roommate is calling for me. I'm gonna tell him I'm busy. Okay. Give me a second. What's up? Wait, what? Nate, you want to go to the right now? I can't. Okay, no. I'm gonna. Uh, doing a podcast. Sorry. It's okay. My roommate asked if I wanted to go to the gym. I heard. Um, <laughs> anyways, it's actually a really interesting story how Strictly Business started. So. I had always been very interested in doing YouTube. I wasn't sure if I should start it around my name or if I should start it around like something else. I had another channel. I actually probably had a couple back when I was in like high school and middle school. Um, I, I can't even remember the names of them, but my friends and I were here at UConn in, in the spring and we were trying to decide on like ways to make money maybe like a business model and we were thinking of this like vintage clothing like reselling company and we were going to call it strictly vintage that was going to be like our company that we like resold vintage clothes and like hopefully made money because we're broke college students you know we need to make money somehow um so we all got together and i was like you know i really like the name strictly business for a youtube channel I think it really embodies like the whole idea of how I live my life. I like to work really hard for my goals. I like to take myself pretty seriously, but I feel like my humor and like my comedy is very unserious and I like to live like an unfiltered, like very fun and just relaxed lifestyle as well. I got you. I know um, a friend of mine. Oh. We don't talk that much, but I consider him my friend. But um, he feels like he should be retiring from raving because he wants to have a boring life now and you know be bit you know have business, sell cars, do the whole shebang. But I'm like, you gotta balance out the boring with fun. You can't have all work and no play. I mean, the way that I think of it is the work is fun, not not necessarily the work, but I try to make my work fun, if that makes any sense. Um, Okay. I don't really go out and party. I've never really have enjoyed it. Like all the bars at UConn and stuff, like everybody really enjoys like the frat parties, the bar scene. I, I've never really been like that. I've, I've, I'm not going to say that I've never done it, but I've never thought I was going to enjoy it. Enjoy it. Never have I enjoyed it. And ever since I like kind of came to that realization, it's like, okay, what can I do for myself that is fun? And 
trying to reach that next level, trying to get to the top of the food chain when it comes to YouTube is the idea of fun for me. It is stressful at times, but it is fun. I would definitely say we all coin fun in our own different ways. For fun for me is different, is unique for, I like to say unique, but I like that perspective, especially when, you know, you, something brings you joy. Doing work brings you joy and that's important. And the one thing I will know about the frats and parties here, it's mainly like, you know, just like freshman, sophomore kind of thing. When you get like junior and senior, you're kind of like, eh, I should really be out of this by now. I don't know. Like, that's just my only opinion. There is Ted's. There is Ted's, but like, um, I don't know. I'm a spoiled girl. I'm more like club blazed English. I'm more for clubs. I'm spoiled with that now. Like Ted's is more like talky talky. I'm more like shake my ass and like go on the floor. Well, I feel that I like to dance. Like I'm not saying like I, I'll I'll go out and I'll dance. Like I'll party and stuff. But me, I also live a sober lifestyle. Like I, I don't I do any drugs. I don't drink. I'm not saying I have it in the past, but I made the decision for myself to never touch any of this stuff ever again. And it's not because I had a problem with it, but like I like the strictly business lifestyle for me is like it's it's constant work and I'm gonna constantly be grinding to get to the top and get to my goals and I don't wanna have anything holding back. You, you can make excuses and what? No no no, keep going. I was just gonna say that um you can make yeah, you can make excuses, you can like have all these reasons why you should have it but like the only thing i was gonna add to that is you don't need it you don't need it to have fun like i've shown friends like me fun sober and i'm like i could shake my ass and still have a good time and not need an additional things exactly yeah i don't know i just find that sometimes when i'm like i i used to smoke a lot of weed like a lot It, it was to the point where it was like every single day and not that it makes you a lazy person, but I use it as an excuse to be lazy, or I use it as an excuse to um, really not do much. I would also, you know, I, I said earlier how I deleted Instagram. Um, I would just sit there and scroll through my reels, like, all the time. And part of the reason that I am so, like, intense about, like, this lifestyle now is because I think I was at such a low point in my life where I was just thinking to myself, like, dude, I don't do shit. Like, I don't, I'm not productive in any way. I'm not like chasing a dream. I'm just kind of going through the motions and I'm 20 years old and I haven't really done shit for myself. What can I do? Like, how can I do something that I'm proud of? And that's, that's what Strictly Business is. It's like, that's what the message is behind it. And it's gonna take time for people to realize that, but I think if I put genuine effort into it, people will see. <laughs> I think that's the important thing is you just got to put your heart heart and soul into it. Really capitalize on the fact that you live a sober lifestyle because I feel like for a lot of people, some people rely on, you know, alcohol and drugs to just get through the day. And I think really like everybody struggles, everybody, you know, goes through their shit, but there are healthier ways to deal with stress. And you'd be a really good example of that because you're juggling YouTube, you're juggling college, you're juggling freaking finding a job. Oh, yeah. side note, what year are you? Because as you, um, I think I found you not on the 2024 UConn story, but like on the yeah. 25. Yeah, I'm a junior. Okay. You were given senior. So I was like, oh, let me ask him before. I, I get that a lot. A lot of people think I'm older than I am, but no, no, yeah, I'm, I'm a junior. I think it's the, the beard you got going on. It adds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's relatively new, but I'm, I'm liking it. Um, 
it looks good. I will say I'm a fan of beards, but many people are not. Um, and they do not have know how to have a good time. I'm not at the stage of my life where I want to do any of that hookup stuff, but I also really am not looking for a serious relationship. Like I'm really focusing on my craft and I'm really focusing on who I am. Because I think to get the best out of life, you got to work on yourself the most. A lot of people want to be like, oh my God, I want to create stuff. It's not for the faint of heart. It's just like, you're going to have people who don't like the like your content. You're going to have people who do. And you really just have to be able to compartmentalize it. And that can be really hard at times. But like, you just have to tell yourself, hey, I have my supporters. I have people that are going to care and like my content. But then you're just going to have some people that are like, and eh, nah. But not everybody's gonna like, you know, yeah. like your content and, you know, like I said earlier, have good taste. But Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And, you know, obviously you want to do things and show love to the people who support you. That's obviously very important, especially when it comes to like a lifestyle like this. Um, but you really should be doing, if you're like gonna be content creating, you should be creating stuff around what it is that you love. Because that, that way the content will come the easiest, you'll be able to create it better. You'll be able to put as much passion into it as you possibly can. And I think that's how you get the real true love. And if somebody hates on you for that, like, it really won't, it really shouldn't affect, I mean, obviously, you know, negative comments can get to us at the end of the day. But if you truly love and are truly passionate about what you put out, people talking bad about it won't affect you as much because you truly genuinely deeply love what you've done i think for me that speaks a lot because i love talking to people i like you know if i only know you for a night and you know i hear your whole story about your life and your family i'm like oh my god i'm getting to know this person kind of like checking them out because i actually mentioned it um uh last episode with somebody that uh I gotta really research it, but the thing is, is one country, there are people who check people out, not books, and that's kind of like the thing I want to do for my podcast is, you can really get to know somebody, because I feel like every person's story deserves to be heard, especially with their name, and you remember the question I asked about you changing your name? I think it's the realest answer, because for me, um, I would always like, you know, be like, oh, should I change my name, this or that, but like, you know, fun fact, my mom almost named me Athena, and I feel like I've already attached myself to my name, Mariah, so, like, Athena would be, like, a whole new persona for me. So, it just, like... like an alter ego. Exactly. Because, you know, your answer kind of made me think, oh, my God, he's kind of, like, speaking facts. Like, it's just, you've built your whole life around this certain label when you think about it, because there's a lot of Mariahs, but... You know, there's a lot of Justins too, but you are a unique Justin that nobody can replace. Yeah. And Uh, you're a unique Mariah. Thank you. I mean, I try. Um, You just gotta make yourself- But fuck it though. But fuck it though. Like, you doing you. Yeah, I really am at this point. I've been dealing with a lot, bro. And I'm just like, F it. I'm just gonna focus on myself. Like, that's all a girl can really do right now. Um, Nice. Let's see. You have a mix of content on your YouTube channel that I noticed, and you really be doing stuff in the library. I don't catch you in there when I'm in there, and I'm like, where's the good fun stuff when I like I'm there? Yeah, yeah, I'm low key terrorizing the library. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. You know what? I was gonna tell you about this, but 
Um, okay, so I tried taking a friend there, but have you ever heard of the summit? No, I haven't. Okay, so I officially, if anybody's listening, they have locked the doors. Um, it's one of the science buildings across from where Northwest is. Um, and where like North Northwest is and it has like that ant building. I can't remember the name of it, oh, but get. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, you go and turn the door and there's like this little area where you can open the door and there's like a flight of stairs. Can't go up there anymore. That's where the summit was. Um it was a whole wall of graffiti phone numbers um random fucking drawings and shit and i want to show my friend that and i'm like oh damn i can't go in there i literally tried i like see that's some shit i would have loved to record like going up in there i was gonna mention it and i'm like damn i can't even get get in there anymore like i was trying to like put my id in there and like unlock the door but i'm like i am not an agent i'm not 007 like it's just my heart broke um, I'll send you like old clips if I can find it because it was around freshman year that we went, like COVID time. Uh, yeah. But like I have old stuff from there and I'm like, damn, I want to add something else up there before I leave. I'm warning it still, but yeah, it's just like an area that like, it's like, it's like a... A, like a nice view of the whole campus and i would have wanted to do my homework up there it's like really quiet and it's really that's really nice yeah i'm kind of glad that i got a lot of videos of it but um i would always think like creators like if you want a spot to like videotape and do stupid stuff you can because some of the numbers that were on the wall we did call them and it was funny as fucking hell because there was one on the wall where it's like um uh i like my my balls taste and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> when we called the phone the number it was a poor girl and i'm like dude we gotta cross this number out she cannot be getting harassed with people wanting to taste somebody's ball i'm like oh i would i would prank everybody on that wall that would be hilarious i want to be here for it um yeah. i have one of my close friends uh he lives in florida and he he loves this shit too. So whenever like I see like an abandoned place or something that somebody hasn't, you know, um, been in for a while, I'm like, this would be pretty cool to like do a concept off of or like a project. So, okay, I kind of went like really side tangent into something else, but like- It's cool. You have a mix of content on your YouTube channel. So what is your main focus as of right now? So, my main focus as of right now is you know it sounds ridiculous but it's just trying to get attention to the channel um and that's where like the pranks and stuff come from because they they go pretty viral um if they're done well definitely but i like to i like to vlog like the outrageous shit that happens in my life i like to vlog the funny moments that happen with my friends i'm sure there's gonna be you know sad times on the channel for sure um that's just part of life what it what it really became is um kind of a way for me to document my life and try and push like a great message to just be whoever you want to be and fuck what anyone else thinks I think a lot of people are afraid to be themselves. I think really the one thing that gives me confidence, and I'll actually ask you this, um, for me, I will say I am very grounded in myself. So the confidence comes from myself, which is taking years and years to do. 
but this is about you so like what is like okay this is a good question what are three top things that really solidify your confidence for you i guess i can kind of umbrella term that and like say doing like just working on myself so like i kind of went through this phase where i was like very depressed i i mentioned it like loosely earlier i was i was pretty depressed like you know i was never in the form of like i'm gonna harm myself but it was just like all all these the super negative thoughts just always weighing me down i would lay in bed all day i wouldn't do shit. and to build my confidence back up i forced myself to get up out of bed and brush my teeth that was the first thing that was the hardest thing for me to do um and i made that a habit once i did that at the first thing every single day other little things started coming easier um i started forcing myself to talk to people more that's why i'm so outrageous on this channel i I do all these crazy things is because i force myself to talk to people i force myself to say outrageous things like i'm trying to live as much of an unfiltered life as possible um and i guess thirdly is uh, yeah, I go to the gym a lot. It's it's a big part of my life and who I am now. Um, I've always kind of been athletic. I've played sports, you know, like soccer and swimming uh, since I was young. But I really started, like, exercising and actually doing it on my own accord because it made me feel better. I used to make fun of it myself, like, oh, people are bullshitting, they're just being lazy, all that. But, like, when you're going through it, everything feels like a task like just brushing your teeth i always brush my teeth night and day like i always try to make effort because if you don't brush your teeth all that bacteria goes into your heart it's not healthy so that's a big thing like brush your teeth because the bacteria it adds up it will kill you putting that effort into yourself really is a starter for a new beginning and i was gonna actually say this too because um, I looked at your uh, uh, Instagram and I was like, dang, yeah, transformation. So I know I asked you tips on the side about like what to do because I want that nice because I want to look toned and ready for graduation. But like you put in the effort, you put on the muscle, like you really put that energy into yourself. What are like some tips that you have for people who are trying, you know, to like get in the gym, bulk up, you know, tone? Like what's your biggest thing? Um stay consistent that's that's my biggest thing you can go to the gym seven days a week or seven days a week for one week and then not go for another three weeks and you're not going to see progress and you know it, it takes time like all good things um i've been at this for two and a half maybe three years now and i didn't get as serious as i am now until the past like probably year i was always going you know i was learning the whole time i was going probably i want want to say about five days a week which is pretty intense i there was a point too where i was going seven days a week non-stop like i was i was addicted to it i still am um but yeah like it just takes it takes extra effort and it takes consistency 
that's those are the two simple building blocks you can learn stuff as you go obviously eating habits are important form is important different exercises are important that's all stuff that like you can learn um slowly like there's there's so many youtube videos out there i was trying to make those youtube videos but i realized that making gym content took the fun out of it for me i i love the gym but i want to keep the gym and youtube separate like for Mm -hmm. me it just made it like a like a chore i got you um i think that's the one thing i always say i won't add anything else to that because it's just like if you really want it you'll go get it because you know those are the those are the um, those statistics brain english the statistics um every year where you know people go for the first few weeks to the gym and then you know after that they don't go and they're like oh, resolutionaries oh they're already they're already gone in the rack they're all they're all out of there already already dang <laughs> I, I, I usually give it like a month or two but mm-hmm. Um, that leads into my next question. What is your uh, what is your background? Um, like you know, major ethnicity, whatever you're comfortable with, you know, telling of course. Um, so right now I'm majoring in mechanical engineering. It's been a hell of a ride. That's probably the simplest way to put it. Pain in my ass, but I can imagine. You know, we're gonna hopefully get through it. That's that's the goal. Um. I am my ethnicity. I'm Italian. I have a a few other backgrounds like Polish and like French, but a lot a lot less uh, prominent than my Italian genes. I'd say one thing I am very uh, very proud of in my background is that I'm from New York, so I I kind of hate on a lot of the Connecticut kids here. In my experience, people are afraid of being bold. You know, like I've noticed that it's just like, oh, cookie cutter. I want to stay in here. Comfort. But like when you have New York, New York, New Yorkers, um, New York, uh, y'all are loud and people take that as rude. But no, you're just like up in your face. You're real. Um, you're comfortable. No, you say it, you say it how it is. Like exactly. Yeah. Well, no, I definitely noticed like it. A change in culture when I came to Yukon it was it was very shocking to me because I, I almost didn't know how to fit in because every like you said everyone's just so cookie cutter and like I hate to use this term but everyone's so like whitewashed here you know mm-hmm. and it just feels so like dry and dull at this not even just this school but just like the state it just it definitely has a different culture and it's not something I really expected to uh, deal with when I came here, but mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely miss home, but I like to try and, you know, I, I like to try and bring that piece of home with me and inspire other people to kind of break out of their shell and live life a little differently. I got you. I mean, which part of New York are you from? I mean, everyone likes to call it upstate, but I'm an hour north of the city. Um, Okay. Right along the Hudson River, it's this nice city called Beacon. Beacon. Ooh, I'm gonna have to check it out because let's just say New York and I are in a very nefarious relationship. It's just like I can't stop it. I need an excuse to go every time. And let me tell you this: I've been to a bunch of states. I've been other places, and you know, New York is not the prettiest state in the world. But for me, I like it for that. 
diversity like hearing other languages when people are walking down the street or like on the subway it just makes me so happy because i'm like oh my god anybody can live here that's another thing when you said it's parts of it aren't pretty but my hometown is actually my hometown is actually very beautiful we actually get a lot of tourists um from new york city they come and visit and walk around my hometown and you you mentioned diversity too that's another thing my hometown was a lot more diverse than this entire school is that was another culture shock for me because now it's just like i'm just surrounded by a shit ton of like white frat douche kids like i i'm not gonna lie that pissed that pissed me off when i came here it is what it is though i don't blame you because i'm sick of being in connecticut it's driving me crazy um get out (laughs) <laughs> like like get out like the movie um because it's just like it's a lot of like uppity white people and you know connecticut has been trying to get more people here i know um you know there's uh mohegan sun there's you know fox and shrine you know down the lower part where you know you have like club stuff and then Hartford, Connecticut is trying to get more stuff there too, but it's just, there's not enough here to stay. Like, honestly, for me, you'll catch me in either Boston or New York. And honestly, I'm leaning more towards New York because like Boston is amazing. But like when it comes to New York and I'm talking mainly about the city because you know, New York is a whole state within itself, but like I'm talking about like Manhattan in that area where, you know, the regular thing where you hear like about the size of the rats and all the other stuff yeah um i would like to explore the entire state so just let me know about your town oh this is actually a good side question um do you know like three facts from your um hometown that you would like to share at all oh three (laughs) facts shit what kind of facts are we talking because i mean you know what let me make it easier what are your three favorite things about your hometown besides the inclusivity and the beauty of it uh definitely the community the community is amazing there like you feel welcomed by everybody because it's it's a large it's a large area it's not it's not the biggest place it's got like maybe eighteen thousand people that live there but it's pretty it's pretty densely populated okay which is why it's uh, considered a city so everyone everyone's connected in some way um one thing i really do miss is when my friends and I would be up at like 2 a.m. and we'd be starving, we'd go to this place on Main Street. It's the only place open. It's called Kennedy's Fried Chicken, and they had the best chicken sandwiches in there. You'd walk in, and it's, we we call Mr. Kennedy, this old this old dude that worked behind the counter. We're like Mr. Kennedy, he'd be like, Hey, how you doing? And I didn't even have to tell him what I wanted. He knew because I got it every single time. Well, the sandwich sounds really good. I haven't had a good sandwich in a while. Um, Food is another thing of diversity where, you know, you can get to know the culture within itself from food. So, yeah. Well, there's a lot of um, places around my hometown. Like Main Street is filled with restaurants and places to eat. I actually worked at this Thai restaurant that my friend's family owned. Um, His mother is from Thailand. Ooh. Um, so his mother and his father were co-owners of this restaurant that I served at for like three years. Mm-hmm. They had some of the best food I've ever fucking had. I swear to God. 
Damn, I'll uh, chicken, chicken, rice, broccoli, and carrots like every single night because I got a free meal, and it's like a, it was like a higher end restaurant too. So like, you it's were quality living. food. This shit slaps. It's unique. Like I was living the life. You I were. get depressed when I come back to UConn because I eat like shit here. You know what? I was thinking about it. I was gonna. I was thinking about saying this to you, and I was gonna say like you'll probably laugh, but like. I was literally so depressed eating my breakfast this morning because I had boiled eggs, I had had um, dry ass oatmeal, and just not the greatest like like uh, breakfast. It just sucked. And I was like, I was watching like cooking videos, and I'm like, I'm just literally watching food porn. Like this feels illegal because <laughs> the like, food is horrible. No, I I'm in the same boat. I need I need some better recipes for up here or something. Or something cheaper too, low key. Mm-hmm. Cause you live off campus, right? So you cook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. I okay. cook every meal. Well, I think that's a healthy thing because you need it for survival. For me, I'm a little bit of a lazy ass, so I'm trying to learn cooking. <laughs> uh, what are your? Uh, oh God, I got like I got like three recipes. That's it. Three recipes. I was gonna say, do you have any favorites? <laughs> well. <laughs> Actually, well, I can I can switch some things up. I I make like grilled chicken, rice and broccoli, which is like classic like gym bro meal, you know, like. But you can season it in any different way that you want to. So like that's pretty solid. Um, I cook up some amazing omelets, beautiful, like they're delicious. But you can also turn this into like a bacon egg and cheese. You can turn it into just like scrambled eggs and toast for breakfast whatever um yeah i don't i don't make a whole lot i wish i knew how to make more sometimes i'll buy like the prepackaged stuff but you know if i i'm gonna go out of my way i gotta i gotta watch like a youtube video or find recipes online because i don't know a whole lot certain recipes um carl you know call for spices but like you don't want to you know set your ass on fire like oh <laughs> so that's the thing when i worked at that thai restaurant i've been training i, I was in training with the spicy food because they they go crazy with the spices there mm-hmm. um i love spicy food do you have any like spicy foods from the thai restaurant that you recommend if anybody were to go i mean obviously like the curries are really good i'm sure they have they have like penang curry oh god it's it's unreal, but they have these options where you can order it anywhere from like mild uh, to Thai hot, which is the highest uh, heat. Thai hot is not for the weak hearted, but I was, I used to make this joke that I was um, training for when I got a Latina girlfriend because mm-hmm. I would get my um, food Thai hot every single time. And I said, look, I need to get. I need to get my spice tolerance up because with the Latinos, they like it spicy. <laughs> well, I will say as a Boricua and Puerto Rican, yes, we do like it spicy. But if you date a Puerto Rican, you would not get as much spice because at least the spice is balanced out with, you know, sweetness and other stuff. I think in like other cultures, I'm not too sure about Dominican, Colombian or all the other ones, but I do know in um mexico culture they like to even in the freaking candy like they like to put the spice in there and i'm like 
this is a lot. But enough like, is enough. Enough is enough. But if I were to root for any type of Latina, it'd be Puerto Ricans because we like to balance our shit out. So like you won't be your ass won't be on fire too much. I can promise that. Um, I would definitely like to say that uh, I don't mind my rounds of spiciness because I, I vividly remember when I first was here with my roommates. One of my roommates didn't finish a ramen, so I had the budak ramen that you know, like the like the black the black packaging. That, yeah. Oh, you're in for a ride, and I'm like, you know, oh, mama didn't raise no bitch. I ate it. My ass cried that night, but it's all right because my ass and I have come to an understanding. I get to eat what I want, and it suffers. So, um, oh, shit. <laughs> um, all right. Enough about ass talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So this is a very controversial topic, I believe, because we all, at the end of the year, I love, love controversy. Sorry, don't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. We're gonna get along just fine. Cause you know what? In like this is a hot take, but like controversy pays the bills in um creator department when you think about yeah. it. Um you know, I mean, I don't know, like that's a whole conversation within itself, but like True. I kind of just realized I had this epiphany one day, and I don't know how you feel, but like I just realized that celebrities and you know like yeah celebrities like they're basically you know purposefully putting themselves in drama so they can stay relevant and pay their bills i was just like yeah. uh, i was sitting in my room one day and thinking about that like oh okay all right that kind of makes sense it's definitely like yeah no i i believe some of them also just love the drama too some of them are mm-hmm. they they claim they don't like it but they do I'm not gonna sit here in front that I like don't like if someone wants to be with me about really dumb shit like I, I'll clap back like I'm like you said mom ain't raised no bitch like if you're gonna come at me for some dumb shit like I'm gonna I'm gonna fire back I mean as you should because like I've had my fair share of it but uh this is pretty good um what is your opinion on Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj's tracks did you listen to them yet I didn't know Okay, well, the one thing I will say is is we just need to wrap this up. It's Black History Month already, and you know what? We got Blueface over here. We got Nick Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion fighting. Blueface like, is a clown. Thank you. And Krishan, it's like, can we not like have- Oh, she's a head ass. You saw the new, she got, she got a new tat. I didn't see the tattoo, but you know what's sad is I know her backstory. So she was a track star. She was in college. She like before the show, when she went on that show with like Blueface and all those girls, like she had a life. And just to see this trajectory from, you know, having a future to now like trauma, like that relationship is the epitome of gaslighting manipulation. Just like it's crazy it's crazy how they don't see it either or like how they want to stay in it too you know the one thing i will say since i've experienced it is you don't see it until somebody points it out and then you're like oh this is not normal like i think the one thing people should talk about is how like when you're used to toxic relationships that's all you're used to so normal is scary so i think that's what's for her is toxicity is comfortable and what pays the bills when you think about it for her and you know having some type of normal is just not gonna really like uh spotify or apple music and why spotify um 
just because I like I don't know if Apple Music has podcasts, but I like I like the podcasts on Spotify and there's also a lot of good leaks. Um Apple Music has a podcast, Spotify has as um podcasts. I know Google is taking down podcasts. They're kind of just redoing everything. So oh, Google. <laughs> Google. Um uh, I don't know. For me, I like the wrap ups on Spotify. I'm like, bitch, who gonna be in my top five or top three this year? Like, I'm hype. Yeah, um, Apple Music copied Spotify on that. Mm-hmm. I think really Spotify did it first the best because like they did like the auras this past year, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm a time traveler. I can go over and over with my music, and I never get tired of it, which is true. Um, that's that's why I like Spotify. They're, they're the trendsetters. And that's what you gotta be um because the one thing i will say is, is spotify is not afraid to experiment so the one thing that i take away from it is if you're spotify like you're not afraid i think okay this is a good question because i know i asked you but why did you pick the red pill instead of the blue one when it comes to the matrix um i'd rather i'd rather know the truth Truth is important. Truth is powerful. If I live in bliss, yeah, I can be happy all the time, but it's 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 a false happiness. That's that's a good point. I mean, um, did you ever watch the Matrix movie? I I haven't seen it. I have to. I know I do, but I haven't seen it. But I, I know the the concepts. You know the gist of it. So let me let me let me fangirl a little bit because like. I love the movie and I love the series. The fourth one, they were a little like a money grab with it, but like the gist of the Matrix is basically we have allowed robots to take over our life. And the one thing that ultimately led us down this path is we were afraid of robots having a consciousness, having like human rights, being able to live and like being able to live in unity with one another. And we were just like, fuck that shit. I'm scared. Like, no. So they went into a war, freaking a lot happened, and now the human race is being used as a battery source while also being in stuck in a program, the Matrix. So I think you speak real shit because like there's this also this meta conversation where it's like there are people who want to be taken out, but some people rely on the system. So that's another thing that's really like a, like what you should really question is. Some people want to live bliss and they want their heads in the ground while there's others like other of us that, you know, want to be aware of like, you know, like we were talking about diversity, you know, politics, like important shit, you know, and I used to be that way too, a head in the ground, but I'm kind of getting to the getting to a point where it's just like you got to do better. You got to like I hate people who are just like I I don't hate people. I, I actually really don't hate anybody. Because, you know, everyone has their own shit going on at the end of the day. Yeah. But I feel like I really can't relate to people who can't empathize with other people. Like people who just kind of sit around and think that their life is so much better than someone else because they're blissfully ignorant to what's going on around them. Are just not people that I want to be surrounded by. You have to be able to look at someone else's life and be like, okay, like I can see how this like affects you i can see how this hurts you or i can see why you are so motivated 
in such a way because mm-hmm. I see what you've gone through and I see you as a person. I feel like that to be able to relate to somebody, you have to be able to empathize with them and understand who they are. I think that's one thing this society lacks is emotional intelligence, especially when we've had these. We yeah. have a hard time communicating and really recognizing um, just when, you know, the room or a tone shifts in the room. I know I struggle with that a lot because usually for me, like when it comes to mental health, I disassociate a lot. I have a hard time really concentrating on the present. So for me, like, it takes me a longer time to really like notice like something's wrong um but i think that's the one thing that people should like take a class on because i know either harvard or yale were doing it but they were doing like a class on emotional intelligence and i think if we were more educated as a society on how to like be kinder to one another i think society would be better as a whole um yeah. i don't know intelligence is like it's, it's a big it's a big thing and I was just having this conversation with uh, my roommate the other day it is it's very important it's I don't I don't know if she'll ever hear this podcast or not because she blocked me but it's it's part of the reason that I like broke up with met my now ex it's actually probably the main reason because she, I felt like she was just emotionally um, immature and I there's only so much that you can do to um, or so much you can say to somebody to try and help them understand where you're coming from and help them like kind of grow as a person mm-hmm. but my dad used to tell me this a lot when I was younger you can't control how other people act all you can control is how you react there you go so, um I realized I was like, she's not getting this shit. Gotta let her go. A relationship is being able to read each other's emotions and know when, like, hey, I need some space, or hey, I need some help here, or hey, there's something I want to like talk to you about. Um, because that's the thing we could talk about is there's not a lot of couples lasting. Um, it only lasts like maybe one, two years, and they tap out. Um. Because in relationships, you're going to have difficult situations. And the one thing that a lot of couples struggle with is confrontation and working through those hardships. Because some people are like, ah, nah, this ain't worth it. I remember Michelle Obama, she posted about, not posted, she was in an interview. And she talked about how she hated her husband for a while, you know, Obama. Um, And she hated him for years and years. Um, and they eventually worked through it, but marriage is not light, it's not easy, it is tough, it is challenging. And I know I'm t- bringing this to marriage, but like relationships as a whole, they are work. And if you're not willing to do that, do not date. Um, that's my opinion. Um, but the one thing she said is after she got past those years, is she'd rather, you know, have worked through those years, she'd rather have those years where, you know, she struggled to, you know, enjoy her husband's company than that one good year she'd rather have put that work in and made those memories to solidify the fact of like hey this is why i married you in the first place instead of you know being in that honeymoon stage and i think a lot of you know relationships once the honeymoon stage is over they're like oh no i don't like this anymore because when you think about it 
falling in love with somebody, liking somebody, having somebody's attention, it's a drug. It's addicting. And when you don't have those positive moments anymore, um, you're like, oh, I'm not getting the same, the same high or feeling that I'm experiencing anymore. So, no, it's just, it's just a saying. It's like, or I think the saying is like chasing the dragon. Mm-hmm. It's how you like how a lot of people experience like trying like hard drugs for the time. Like you get that really intense hard hit, and then for the rest of your life you're trying to chase it because you'll never ever get to that same point. Like once you you fall out of that honeymoon stage with somebody that you're really not compatible with. You're just going to be chasing that feeling and it's going to be hard to work through that relationship, but it's going to be impossible and you guys aren't going to last. So I think it's really important to just, you know, think with your head and not your heart in the beginning stages. I think that's tough, especially when we've all experienced it. You genuinely get attached to this person and you're like, oh my God, this person gets me, blah, blah, blah. And you have all the feelings of like what's going on in here, cloud up here. So I think really what, like, the advice I would say is, is just like, yeah, make sure like you are going in with the right reasons, because um, a lot of people don't. Like, I think the one thing is, is if I'm gonna go in a relationship, I want to have kids. I want somebody to grow with. That's one important thing you gotta find somebody to grow with. Um, I want somebody who's gonna go to raise with me till I'm like fucking eighty. Like, I want somebody that I can have fun with and also be serious with, of course. But like simple things that help you manifest and i think manifestation like a lot of people are like oh it's bullshit it doesn't work but like that's just real thank you because it's it's a lot of physical energy that goes into it so you gotta i have the idea of what you want then you have to put the work into it and then you know, you have to like make it a physical ma- manifestation. So you write it out, you put a photo up, you do something and you focus on that every day and then it becomes an autonomous and then you have it. I think the big exactly. exactly like that's what that's what strictly business is like strictly business was a vision and it's still like where I see it going is still a vision, but I created the channel. I obsess over it. I think about this like every single day. Like there's not one day that goes by where I don't think about this. And another thing that I realized is like, I'm not physically at the point where I want to be. Like I don't have like the 1 million or like 10 million subscribers, but mentally I'm there. I already am that person. I already have that following. I already have that support. Like, I I already am there. I just have to wait for my body and the world to catch up. See, that's the idea and the confidence that you got to have. That goes with what what we're doing. Is You got to believe you already have it. See, for people listening, that's how it works. You have to believe it. You have to put the work into it. And you have to have positive energy i think that's the one thing that i would want to emphasize is you're a perfect example of that um because like once you have that confidence when you once you know like you're there you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine and by the time you know i'm gonna see you up there with your plaque i'm like oh damn he got it like no wonder because you are passionate about your work and like the puzzles you have the building blocks so you just gotta put those together and you are and really the one thing i will say about manifestation is is 
you got to believe it works. And if you believe it works, it will happen. I think the biggest example for me is EDM. Getting to UConn, I was like, I want a good school. I want to meet new, I want to meet really nice people. Like, I concentrated on that so hard. And I have a video of me reacting to it on with a Snapchat filter. I should have done it like authentically with like no Snapchat filter. But, it, but once I like got that letter of like going to UConn four years ago, cause like, I feel old now, but like time flies, but I'm like, oh, but anyways, manifestation is the biggest thing that um, can help you because once you have an idea on what you want, the universe will put those, um, put those puzzle pieces in your path. I'm trying to articulate it in a good way, but the universe is like, oh, okay, this is one. That makes sense. If you watch The Secret, on Netflix and you read the book, I highly recommend reading the book. The way they describe the universe is a genie. And once you know you tell the genie what you want, the genie will grant you your wish and it'll figure out a way to make whatever you need happen. There we go. Um, it's rare that I get to talk about manifestation. So whenever I hear somebody do it, I'm like, yes, get it. Have that mentality. I like, feel I, I feel like even if a lot of like the greats like whoever like whoever is the best at what they do like like let's just let's just say like i, I don't know who's like a five-star like world-class athlete like i guess like michael like michael jordan right oh yeah okay he believed that he was the best mm-hmm. and yes he was physically a lot like he was physically goaded right yes sir mvp but you have to have this mentality from day one because if you don't have that mentality that hey i'm the best i'm I'm the champ like i'm gonna win you're not gonna win if you have doubts in yourself and who you are it's just gonna it's just gonna leave cracks at the seam and when the pressure gets up there those cracks burst you're gonna break i think that's a lot of pressure um another great example is usain bolt um He put energy every single day. I don't know his whole story, but I know he had this he had this um this goal, he had this vision and he went for it. Um I think it's important to realize that for people who believe in themselves have the greatest confidence of all. There's going to be moments where their confidence falters, but they believe in themselves. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. It's just like, you gotta believe in yourself, uh, whatever goal you're going for. So, okay, to move things on, um, okay, this can be anything. So what is a favorite memory of yours and why? A favorite memory of mine. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna, this, this is kind of like a funny memory, but Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to take this a more serious route. I'm going to go back to um, when I was in the Outer Banks with two of my friends. I was with my friend Hunter Ingold and David Riley. If, okay. I didn't, if you guys ever hear this, just know that this is one of my favorite memories. I was in the Outer Banks with these two kids, and it was late at night, and we're sitting out at the back of the house and like the lawn chairs by the pool. And I remember laying back and 
the three of us were staring up into the sky at probably the clearest stars I've ever seen at night. They were so, so vivid. You could like see the Milky Way. And we were just talking about like life on earth and who we are as people. And if we think there's anything out there and that memory, I was thinking of last night because I was like, I haven't had like a vivid memory or like a, I feel like I haven't had that like deep of like a heart to heart with somebody in a long time like that like just like an unprovoked like spur of the moment heart to heart conversation like that with anybody and like it, it feels like it's been a decent amount of time i feel like everybody's just so busy and wrapped up in their own things these days you know and we were probably like 15 or 16 at the time we were probably like 16 at the time okay um i feel like a lot of people that I talk to nowadays, they're always busy, but we're all trying to grind and try and make a life for ourselves. But for the ones that can slow down and make that time, those are the ones you should hold on to. Um, I think it's important to really... I've had a lot of experience experiences that scared the living daylights out of me from last year, and it made me want to hold on to life that much more. Um... And you just have to be grateful for the time that you have. You have to choose. Yeah. You have to be selective with the people that you spend time with. You have to make sure you have a good support system because life, time goes by. Like, it's crazy. But the one important thing I would say is you have to value the time that you have in the present because by the time you know it, we're not going to be in our 20s anymore. We're going to be in our 50s and we're like, Woo, that went by and, and you you just want to make you want to be able to say hey i've had a full life i'm proud of the life that i have i'm ready to i'm ready to go out um that's what strictly business is yeah and that's the one thing that i will add to that is you just have to make sure that you are content with the life that you have um i think having those moments is essential especially when you not only have a heart to heart, but you can you can have the confidence that you're like, oh, I can really confide in this person if I needed them. Um, that's yeah. one thing to say. But no, I like that because um, it's important. It's important to have people that you can trust, and that's so hard to come by. I think trusting people is a rare commodity within itself. Um, Real shit. Yeah. Uh, I I think the one thing like I'm gonna. I think the one thing I will say is I'll spill some tea. So I think I'm going to change story details. Um, so basically, like, if you are in a situation where your life depended on it, you need to have people that you can trust. So I'm going to change details. Uh, let me let me let me think about it for a minute. So we're going to change the details. So I went to Boston for Pride with a girlfriend. And basically, she, she um, wanted to go see a girlfriend of hers. And... They were like a situationship at the time, but basically, like, um, they were seeing one another. And I'm like, hey, she's gonna have her first pride with somebody. So I went up to Boston, and it was after I went to Shaggy and um, TLC concert, best concert ever. I didn't make the event in time when I went, and basically, uh, they had a curfew, and they were like, it was at 1 a.m., and I bought a bracelet and um 
they were like still like no you can't get in so i basically went around a block um and tried to go into another entrance they're like no we're still not gonna let you in so i was like hey can you like try and like find friends like help me find my friends and they're like yeah we'll try and help you so i described what both the girls looked like and they went in they tried for like 20 25 minutes to find them and through those 25 minutes i was trying to get in contact with her and she wasn't you know picking up and the last time i called her she sounded really fucked up and mind you i was in a cute outfit i was by myself and i really did not want to call my mom because my mom i could already imagine the reaction she would have at like 2 a.m in the fucking morning being like where the fuck are you what's going on like the hell she'd be freaking out because she she would always make the joke like hey um if you need something you can call me just don't call me shit face it's like a reference to dave Chappelle because dave Chappelle was at a party and his son called him and I, i've seen that yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about I fucking like, love dave Chappelle. i'm like dude i'm at i'm at a fucking part like i'm at the same party what are you doing here like i'm <laughs> <laughs> at the same fucking party <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's clear but um yeah i was starting to freak out and i was on the brink of tears and i i texted one of my other friends and i told her what was going on how i didn't trust her the other friend anymore because i didn't feel safe like i was by myself and i trusted this person to you know keep me safe like because we're like a group together and basically um uh she eventually found me but she came out of the crowd with her girlfriend and they were really fucked up and I paid for the Uber back that night, but there's just like a lot of weird characters going around. Like, sexuality and, you know, accepting your identity is great and all, but that night, like, there are, like, I don't care what your sexuality is, like, there are a lot of freaking drunk people around, and I was scared. Like, to put it in reality, um, I don't think she realized the, uh, the reality of what could have happened. I could have been raped. Sorry, like, trigger, like, I should have done a trigger warning, but I could have been kidnapped, I could have been robbed. Like, I could have ended up on Dateline. And the one thing I did say, like, I wanted an apology from her. And she, it was like a half-assed apology when we eventually got back to Connecticut. But she's like, you couldn't even get in anyway. And I'm like, that's not the point. That's not the fuck I'm, yeah. It's, it's not the point, bro. It's like, that's, that's not, the point. not the point. I'm, I'm like, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to push it anymore. Um... That was oh, like that bitch. Sorry, exactly. we're friends. No, no, no. Like, I have those feelings, but it's just I don't think like that friend was very toxic, and I miss her. And like, I hope she's okay, especially with everything that I've seen. Is she's been losing family, this and that. But like, you can have a lot of pain in your life because I'm dealing with a lot myself. But you should not be that. We shouldn't disregard a person's life that much, especially a friend, because like she was focused more on her girlfriend than me that night. And I took time out of my life to go hang out with, you know, her and her girlfriend. And um, it just effed me up. Um, I don't know. Like, I would love to visit um, Japan. I have. I would love to hike around Fuji, I think. I think it's beautiful. I mean, yeah, obviously Tokyo. I want to visit. I want to travel the world. That I could, you know, name. I want to. I want to see the whole. I want to see the entire world. I, I want to see everything. I just. <laughs> uh, obviously, that's not realistic. But. No, 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 no. no there's one girl 
from Connecticut that has gone to almost every single country in the world. So it is possible if you put your mind to it. Yeah, look her up. She's been, yeah, to almost all of them. And, you know, if you want to do that, you can do it. I think, like, a lot of, like, the one thing I don't like about it it, when people shut themselves down like that is you're kind of blocking yourself off from opportunities. So I like a positive twist on things. Um, You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Mentality. But you could have done, like, comedy. You could have done, like, kind of like Susie, like, drawing. Like, why specifically pranks? Like, what makes your pranks unique from other YouTube channels? Um... What makes them unique is that they're mine, and I edit them how I please. I choose the content I want. I use my own words. Um, I definitely take inspiration from other YouTubers. Like one of the biggest, like the two biggest names that I can mention right now are Danny Duncan. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's his net worth is ridiculously high like hundreds of millions of dollars and this guy started just he was smart about what he did he did the pranks to get viewership he was also just like a kind of an asshole kind of how i am you know like I, i'm the same way I, you don't be give honest, off like, asshole you give off respectful and really yeah well. yeah uh, but you know i say it how it is too so that's some not people, being an asshole. Some that's people, real. Some people, a lot of people, see it as an asshole. Not, uh, but that's, but that's why I like call myself an asshole. It's like I don't care if you think I'm an asshole because I, I'll tell you how it is. Fuck it. Like taking back these words and making them, reshaping them into, you know, something that makes you confident. I think is a good thing, especially when it's in a positive light. Especially when you're just trying to be real with somebody and tell them, you know, what's good. Um, yeah. Um. But um, the other YouTuber that I watch is uh, this guy Balin Levine and he's he started off when he was really young like he was probably like 15 or 16 when he started making videos wow that is young I, I kind of found him when he was at like 20k subscribers and I subscribed to him and I watched him grow over the years now and he's like I, I want to say he's at if not like past two million subscribers right now. Wow. Okay. He's, I think he's twenty three now. So he's also done really well for himself. Like these these two guys have really successful merch lines. They are smart about their business. But what their content has turned into now, which is kind of what I'm like aiming for, is just a lot of content with their friends doing stupid shit that they just love to do all the time and it's not like they're forcing anything it's just them being themselves with their friends being natural and it's entertaining mm-hmm. i think the one thing i would say is as i've mentioned this before but when it comes to youtube you're seeing people through other perspectives other lives so when you're watching them and they're going through those happy memories you feel like you're with them and you're like oh my god this is really nice i'm kind of like chilling out with them so yeah. i think that's why they have millions of views because there are a lot of people who can relate to that or are lacking that in their own lives. So, you know, I think that's a good thing to aim for because at least, you know, if somebody is going through depression or they feel alone, you cannot, you, you won't, you'll help them and you, they won't feel so lonely with your content. 
what I wanted, like, what I told my friend, um, when I was, sorry, my phone is, my friend is texting me about homework right now. Great. <laughs> it's, but, all, um, it's all good. You got responsibilities. That's, that's a pain, but <laughs> the reason I started this channel too is obviously like, I want to entertain people, blah, blah, blah. Like I want to be successful in YouTube. I want to do all of that so that I can inspire other people. That's why the name is strict. I preach this stuff. Like, and you said I should talk more about like the sober lifestyle, which I, I'm definitely going to. I, I definitely will eventually touch on that and part of who I am. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to like try and reach as many pe people as possible because. I was that kid that was watching these videos and was like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I'm a part of this. Like, I feel like I'm in this. Like, I feel, I feel happy just watching this. So if I can bring that kind of light and inspiration to somebody else, I've done so well for myself. I've done so good like, and I've accomplished my goal. It doesn't matter if I don't hit the million subscriber mark at that point. Like if, if I can get someone to hit me up and be like, yo, I started doing this because of you. I started doing this positive thing because of you. I it just makes my day. It makes me the happiest guy. Actually, that reminds me. Before I even, I I told you I did like the middle school and high school YouTube channels. Those were just trash, trash channels. Like they were terrible. I'm not gonna. I really hope nobody ever finds those because those are bad. Dude, but, you say that they're gonna have people find this podcast years years ago, and you know how the internet is, and they want to find something, they gonna find it. Yeah, but, true. but the one thing I will say is, is it just shows progress. I mean, like I've had trashy YouTube channels and I've had trashy podcast episodes, but you know what? Like the editing is, you know, getting better, and it's only up from here. So you know, it improves, yeah. But mm -hmm. um, what I back to me talking about like like inspiring people when i like was first starting my like whole like gym journey and like grinding a lot the real ones shout out to the real ones on shredded mozzarella because if if you know you know if you know you know i used to post about the gym all the time like my snapchat story was just gym this gym that my physique this my lift that it it was everything and it was like i love doing this and i i was talking to people about it and my friends from high school would just text me and be like yo like i started working out because i saw you post about it and you make it look fun or you make it look like a good time or you make it look easy and that to me was like the best compliment ever they're like i see how hard you're working i'm gonna start doing this because of you that to me is the most that, that's the best thing you could ever say to me is you started doing some you started doing something because you recognized that I was working hard for it and you now want to do it yourself. Best thing I could ever hear. I think just having a positive effect on somebody is so relieving and fulfilling because your existence is making somebody happy. And yeah. I think I'm not going to say anything else, but that is a wholesome thing within itself is if you can get somebody to actually take better care of themselves, that's like you've done it.
Like, it doesn't matter if you have 20k followers, it doesn't care, it doesn't matter if you have 10. If all those 10 people watch you and you've gotten them to work out, you've won already. Yeah, so. definitely. I I want to create like a big family with this. I think that is a good goal. I think that is what you're going to create. And I see the, I see his mind. I see the face, but I can't remember. Anyway, point being, this is about you, not other YouTubers. But um, uh, after college, besides YouTube, what are your plans? Um, who the fuck knows? <laughs> that, that is a good question. I'm trying to figure that out myself. I don't know. I don't really want to do shit. I really don't want to do anything besides YouTube. That's the one thing that I, I will deadass go homeless for this. Like, I will sleep in my car. I will sleep on my friend's couch for this. I was just thinking this like the past few nights. I was like, what the f like? What if I fucking drop out and just like literally go homeless just while I'm chasing this dream? I don't. I'm not necessarily gonna pull that trigger, but like. I I want it pretty bad. I want to. I want to be able to be like one of the top creators too, and be like, "Yeah, I have this degree. I built this while I was chasing my degree." So this, it is something that I want to flex. But I want to get that degree and then go fucking homeless and whatever. Yeah, yeah get the degree, then you know, um, just bounce. But like, point being, you'd be a good influence on people, being like, "Oh, hey, he actually, you know, went for an education. He's not just doing this with no education." Like, I think. My opinion on it is whether you go to community college, you go to trade school, I don't fucking care. Like as long as you get some type of education, you got your GED, your Gucci, because having knowledge, street knowledge too, really helps you. Um, other than YouTube, I know you have an Instagram. Are there any other social medias that you want? Like where else can people find you? Uh, I do post to TikTok. Like I do post like short clips of my videos to TikTok. Um, the at is dot strictly business for anyone who's interested, but the main, the main focus is the YouTube. And then I post like the clips, like the reels to like Instagram, TikTok, and then YouTube shorts. And actually I want to check, I want to check how many subscribers I have right now. Cause I'm curious. Okay. Well, we'll be checking it live. Where are you in subscribers? Right now, I'm sitting at 944, which is a current record, actually. Earlier today, it was not this high, so. Okay, well, can we get this man 1K by the end of the week? Please. No, I'm hoping, actually, that this next video gets me there, but I'll, it depends on how how well I edit it and uh, how good it is. The content is pretty good. I just gotta, I gotta make sure the edits are fire because it's gonna... It's gonna do well, I think. I think it's gonna do numbers. Yeah, like even before I even like even have a name for myself, so real shit. I think I think you do. You have a name for yourself because you have um you have a strong mentality and you have consistency in your life and um that's all I'm gonna say is basically you do because the mentality that you have is gonna take you and carry you for the rest of your life. I think name for yourself is like people associate with like you know having a good job or having some type of legacy but i think really a name for yourself personally for me is when you have like it's good up here 
Um, that's the way I like to point it. So. That's real as fuck, though. Yeah, and that's what this podcast is about. It's just being real, being authentic, and, you know, getting uncomfortable. Um, I think that's the one important thing that I would like to also say is, is my goal with these conversations is not only to have laughs and be fun, but, like, to build y'all into more confident, hot to mop molly cowboys and cowgirls. I think I'm going to officially just say that because, like, I've already titled this thing Confidence is Sexy Wild West Edition. I edited it a bit, but... Yes, um, I think like eventually what I would really want to do is like have a studio and like a saloon so like y'all can come in and we do drinks and do That's stuff sick. oh like, yeah, like like cowboy hats or something I actually have a cowboy hat from Dallas Ooh, I have a cowgirl hat but it's from Amazon so it's not as good quality as Texas it might be shipped that it might be shipped out of Texas though just just imagine it is just imagine it you know what I bet you would look good with it too, because like, I don't know. Um, basically like for me, like I have like a really bad obsession with old like Wild West movies. Like for me, like if I find a guy cute, I nickname him Cowboy because I'm like, you gotta have a, a cowgirl to be cowboy. Like, come on, man. <laughs> um, my one of my favorite photos is me in a cowgirl hat, and I'm like. Like, that's when I feel the most confident. Like, if I had anything, um, I also DJ with the cow, cowgirl hat. Like, for me, it's like a whole persona. But, like, that's what, like, my alter ego. Like, that's what gives that's me confidence. You know? Nah, I have a DJ name, but it's, like, under works. So, I'm not going to say it. But, like, point being, like. Nah, you got to drop it now. You can't say <laughs> and not drop your DJ name. Uh, well, okay. So, are you, like, okay. Are you f- a little fluent in EDM at all? Like, do you know the genres? Yeah. Okay, so personally for me, I, okay, saying it, I'm going to manifest it, but I want to travel the world and I'm going to have a fallback job for a while. But for me, I want to produce, you know, techno, tech house, and they're like, techno's fast paced and then tech house is more dancey and vibey, but you still like are like, ooh, okay, this is great. But like for me, I would want to headline most of the festivals. Like I would want to, you know, be able, like for me, EDM is a family within itself for me because I've made great friendships. I've made like a lot of core memories. Um, some scary, that's a whole nother topic within itself, but I've done some stupid stuff too, but that's, that's what the fuck you do in your twenties. Hey, Mm-hmm. And I think for me, what I struggle with most is being present. Time and I have a very interesting relationship. For me, I wake up at 8 a.m. and it can turn to 8 p.m. like that. So if I'm going to drop my DJ name, for me, I've shared with friends like other sets where I go under other names. But like this is the name that I think for me fits is Chronosis. Chronosis is... um pretty much the definition of time and then like for no some people when listening to edm are like i don't get this it's not like it's not about just the music it's about the culture and inclusivity in it the fashion is really bold because if you go to edm festival and if you're gonna do pranks i would dare you do this um i would dare you to like try and do pranks at festivals because like i remember this interview some dude was interviewing a pregnant woman at EDC and I'm like I want to be that motherfucking mom 
and you know yeah like it's crazy i know one of my favorite artists um she dj'd pregnant at edc for the main stage like it's a very bold a very bold community but like if you want fun videos please go do that because the best thing about festivals is is specifically at lost lands the funniest thing i will yell on the phone is i am near the dinosaur under his ass where you can see his hole i'm right over here you can see me like you'll have like a whole field day when you go because like festival there's a bunch of characters there too yep and i remember i was seeing this clip from a festival like hijinks like one of my friends went and I saw this dude, he was like in like a whole dog mask and he was like doing like some type of puppy play shit. And I'm like, okay, all right. I didn't know you're that inclusive, but I'll, I'll take it. There's this one, wait, there's this one DJ I have to show you. Like there's this one DJ where I'm like, what the fuck is that? Cause you'll catch me staring at him the whole time. Like, like music is probably like vibey, but I'm like, I'm just gonna stare at the DJ the whole time. Cause I'm like, I don't know what the fuck his concept was. Like, I'm not being mean or all. I'm just like, wow, that's really out there. But, like, let me try and... Because I posted the interview. Okay. So, there's a regular girl, right? So, look. What the fuck? Exactly! I'm like, what the fuck is that? Is that a dick? It is! I think so. Bro. (laughs) Bro has a fucking dick nose. (laughs) What the fuck? His name is Ankle Pants, and I'm like, okay, no, like, seriously, respect to the DJ and the creativity and the boldness out there, but I'm like... Nah, that's wild. That's some crazy shit. Yeah, like, you'll see that, and there's literally this DJ where he boos his own Tomorrowland state, like, his own Tomorrowland intro, and he literally goes like this up on stage. Like, on a DJ set, like, not caring. I'm like, okay. Like, if I'm going to be doing, like, sets, you'll maybe, maybe see me shake my ass or probably just get really into it. But for me, like, that's what I want to do. I'm not going to go on a whole tangent about because I get into fangirling about it too much. But point being, when you say you're going to do something, like we talked about earlier, manifest it. Yeah. Put the plan in place. Because um, I had a lot of people hit me up and be like oh my god you should dj at iconic but i'm like all right like i don't know that's just one goal of mine where if i could create my own happiness that would be it um because music has kept me grounded and you know that's one thing that really excuse me you should have in life because if going to the gym keeps you grounded music keeps me grounded so that's something but i think uh to wrap up like what is the biggest thing you'd want from for people to get out of this episode um biggest message i have to anybody is be yourself and never let anybody tell you you can't do something even yourself you're way more capable of achieving anything that you want than even you think you are so whatever it is be delusional and fucking chase that dream because delusion it will get you further i'm not going to say anything else than that um i think you know well other than that like be healthy delulu not crazy delulu yeah i mean delusional in the sense of like your dreams can be outrageous your dreams 
don't have to be understood by other people. Only you have to know what you want and where it's gonna take you. That's what I mean when I say delusional. I don't mean be like, oh my god, there's like fucking voices in my head and they're real. Like, well, I, no, I mean like, like no, because like I don't know, like I just like to, uh, like um, just make sure healthy Delulu, and that's a good way to put it. I'm not gonna say anything else because you put you put it in a really good way. Mm. It's just really good to find people who are mature, but also know how to have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think. Emotional maturity is important, but comedic and just like lifestyle immaturity is the best. I think I think you have to be financially and emotionally mature, and those are the only factors you have to be mature. Real talk, and I mean the one thing I would want to do if I were to leave anything for this podcast is I just want to be that place where you don't have to be politically correct all the time, but you can at least take that stick out of your ass just a little bit and relax and just realize like, yeah, it's okay to be not that serious in life and it's okay to have a laugh or, you know, oh, just, you know, be outrageous, be unfiltered. Um, And I'm not gonna take any credit for it, but if you're gonna start a podcast, like strictly business unfiltered, there you go. One day, maybe, maybe one day. I mean, like, I could see that happening because that's how you should really live your life. Um, I think for me, I'm the most, like, I'm one of the most unfiltered people I know, but I try to reel it in a bit in other departments. But I think, like, you know, people shouldn't be afraid to be themselves. And I think since there's trendsetters and there's people who want to be that cookie cutter or, you know, who, you know, people who want to, like, belong they, they, they don't want to like stand out and I think for those who do that's the people who get the most attention and that's how Pete Davidson actually you know gets a girlfriend because yes he has a big D but he also has a personality and knows how to make a girl laugh like that's a hot take from me but the funny guys the good looking guys who know how to make a girl laugh get the girls for a reason so yeah it's true real shit mm-hmm you know what? This is a random question, but you did tell me one of your questions you were giving off 6-7 energy. What exactly is your height? I'm not 6-7. I'm like, I think I'm, I'm not, I'm 5-9, five, five, but, you know, it's all about, it's your, I want to be, bro, I want to be like 6-8, oh God, <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't really like, it doesn't affect me as a person because, you know, I can't change it. If I can't change something, then it don't matter. It yeah. don't matter. It don't matter. And you know what? We're going to say six foot. Six foot. I'm just going to be nice. I know it's like three more up to say six foot, but I'm going to just say six foot to be nice. Um, It's your confidence that matters. And if you're six, seven, in, if you're six, seven in here, you're six, seven all over. Um, uh, I believe that if I was like, if I was like over six feet tall, it'd be a little bit too unfair. You know, like it'd be too unfair to other people. Like, I go to the gym a lot. Like, I, I'm smart. You know, like if I was just tall, it'd be too unfair and I'd be too powerful. So I just like I need I need something to like I need something to hold me back a bit. I like the I like the modesty because I'll tell you this from a girl's side. My um a few of my friends have this thing where past six foot it starts like you start losing points. You start losing in like um, cuteness points and like smart points because it's just like 
most of the time up there. Okay, in my experience, Let's blood flow gets up there. Facts, yeah. you're not smart. Airheads. It's just like in my experience from the guys that I have met, not the best. Like they're either like don't have personality or they just you know don't know how to have a conversation. So, I would I would hate to reach the top shelf of the supermarket. That would suck. Like Mac Miller, um, by Mac Miller, like Corey, he was like, yeah, I would, I would hate to be tall, like, to reach the top shelf and stuff, and I hit my head on the door. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, obviously, I want to be, I want to be tall, and you know, there's still hope. I might, I might grow, but I'm, I'm accepting the fact I'm not getting up there. I think the fact that you have your head on straight and you have confidence, you already give that six foot energy. You don't need it. Yeah. You got the confidence. Um, but I think really, if I'm gonna say anything else, because I'm giving like a Puerto Rican goodbye, because it's just like <laughs> keep going. But um, no, I really, I really value this conversation and just really value the fact that you know. Not all white guys are uppity douches. Like, you know, some of y'all are just wholesome and you got it together. Some of um, us are real. Some of us. <laughs> like you're the yeah. you're 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 a good example of like, hey, you know what, there's a good guy out there. Like he's out there. Yeah. He's Thank trying. You. Yeah. At the end of the day, all you can do is try. Exactly. And I think I'll leave with that because I know you got homework to do and you got other yeah, you know, I do. It's getting, it's getting close to my bedtime, too. Look, yeah, I go to bed early. I wake up at 6 a.m. every single day. Good for you. Um, Yeah, on that, we'll end. But um, basically, uh, I'm your host, Maya Gonzalez. Uh, I thank you guys for listening to this, and let's talk about it. <laughs>